What's up, guys? It's Lexi. Um, so, as of right now, I don't know exactly what I want this podcast to be called. So, it is being called Bold Beauty right now because that's what everything else that I have is called. Um, I am a beauty guide with Limelight by Alcone, but that is not what my podcast is going to be centered towards. Um, that's not everything I'm about. I just want you guys to get a little understanding about me and who I am. So, like I said, my name is Lexi, and I am a 23-year-old living in Chandler, Arizona. Um, so, I'm living in Chandler, Arizona. I'm living in an apartment. I don't have a job. (laughs) 23-year-old, don't have a job. What's up with that? Um, whatever. I am a recovering heroin addict. There's a little information about me, TMI, whatever. I'm very open about that subject. I am proud of where I am. I have eight months sober, and I'm just starting to get on my feet again. I'm starting back off where I started when I was using, if that makes sense to you guys. So when you start using um, opiates, when you start using any sort of drug, you... um, your brain stays at the same age. So, I was 18 when I started using. So, I'm at an 18-year-old mindset. I am just learning how to get back on my feet. I'm just learning how to live the life of an adult, you know? And it's not fun feeling like you're a 23-year-old and you're behind all of your friends from high school. They are having babies. They are finding their careers, and you're here not even able to find a job because you don't have a resume, you don't know the first thing about finding an actual job, you didn't finish college, so you don't have a degree, what are you going to do, you know? And you're just sitting here wallowing and sitting in your sorrow like, boo-hoo, boo-me, poor me, you know? That's what I do. And... I have just recently decided that I am not going to be in that mindset anymore. Like, I'm behind, I know, but God put me that way for a reason. He put me, he took me down this path for a reason because I needed to see something that I wasn't seeing, apparently, and I needed to see it a lot of times. Because, you guys, I started using drugs when I was 18. I was raised in such a good home. I had a mom and a dad that were together. I had brothers and sisters. And life was great. I had a little attitude. I was the perfect little princess in my world. Everyone loved me. Everyone paid attention to me. My family was very big in Kingman. So... It's a small town, okay? Kingman, Arizona. That's where I was born and raised. Small town. My family's very big, very well-known. My mom is the high school guidance counselor. My dad is the president of Kingman North Little League. Like, everyone knows my family. And I am made out to be this perfect little angel because I am my mom and my dad's kid. Um, My mom and my dad's kids are amazing. We're great at sports. We are great people, people. If that makes sense. I'm a people person, so we are people persons. (laughs) That's what I meant to say. So, we get along with people. We get that from our dad, okay? We aren't afraid to go talk to people. So, our family has a very... We're very well known, like I said. So, 
as I got older, as I grew up, I have two twin brothers. I love them so much, you guys. Um, they stole the attention from me when I was younger, when they were born, but whatever, okay? They're, they were cute, too. <laughs> they were cute little chubbies. Um, their names are Matt and Mike. I love them dearly. They just left for college, which is crazy. Um, so, growing up, going through middle school and everything, I had friends, you guys, but I always felt like I was like an outcast. And that is the beginning of a lot of stories that you're going to hear, like mine. But I always felt like an outcast. And I felt like all the girls were prettier than me. Um, all the boys wanted them, but not me. But the weird thing was, I had a lot of boys who liked me and who, like, were trying to talk to me and stuff, but I didn't think that I was good enough. I didn't think that I was as good as these other girls. So I did what every girl does. I tried to be something I wasn't. I, you know, did the little sending pictures of me and my bra to boys, getting in trouble for it, whatever. I did that at a young age, um, eighth grade to be exact. I got into high school. I was varsity swim team, varsity cross country I cheered and I ran track, um, varsity, all sports, and my mom worked at the school, my mom was my cross country coach, my track coach, my sister was my cheer coach, my brother-in-law was my track coach and my science teacher, like, hello, how much family can be, like, around you while you're at school, you're supposed to go to school to get away from your family, no, I was under a radar, and everyone knew who I was. Everyone knew I was my mom's daughter. So, I am Miss Bathour's daughter. And I am supposed to be an honor student. I'm a varsity athlete who is, to be honest, lazy. I'm lazy as heck, don't want to do homework, so I am not an honor student for long. I was at the beginning, guys, but those slowly slipped when I got lazy. I just... There came a point where I just gave up, and I'm going to tell you where that was. It was when my dad passed away. He got very sick um, in January of 2012. My dad had a stroke on January 11, 2012. He was diagnosed with melanoma, stage 4, skin cancer. It was... Um, he needed to relearn how to use the whole left side of his body. He started chemo and radiation, and we thought he was getting better. He was doing so good. And all of a sudden, I'm at a basketball game cheering, and my sister and my brother-in-law come to get me and take me to the hospital, and my dad has cancer all over, um, more than he did at the beginning, when we thought that it was gone. Um... So, my dad quickly, it's getting, he's getting sicker. They move him home so he can be in a nice, comfortable, known place. He passes away on March 12th, or March 30th, sorry, March 30th of 2012. That's why I mixed that up. March 30th of 2012, and I am a daddy's girl, you guys. Um, my world came crashing down at that moment. Um... My dad, my world, just left me, and I disconnected from everyone at that moment. Like I said earlier, my family is very well known in Kingman, and when my dad was sick, there were people signed up months in advance to bring us dinner. People signed up to bring my brother's 
to and from sports. Like, everyone was in and out of my house. There was a new person in my house every single day, and I was tired of hearing, I'm so sorry. Because I get that they're sorry, but they didn't understand what I was going through at that point. They can say all day that they understood, but they did not understand. So, I am 15, almost 16. My dad passes away. And my world is crushed. Like, I just was in that moment, I realized my dad wasn't going to be here for my 16th birthday. He wasn't going to be here to see me get my license when he was the one who was teaching me how to drive. He wasn't going to be there to walk me down the aisle to see me graduate, to see me do all of these big life milestones. He's not going to meet my kids, you know? And it just hit me so hard, and I just disconnected from everything and just stopped caring. I poured my whole world into boys. That's what I did. I poured my whole life into boys. <laughs> um, boys were like, I, I needed a boy in my life. I was that girl who said that I didn't, but really deep down, I was like, yes, I need a boy to feel complete in my life. And some way or another, I always found one. And I put my everything into those guys. And um, basically, what I did with them, what they thought of me... Um, that was all that mattered. I only wanted to be with them. I didn't want to do anything else. And I got really wrapped up into a bad one. And I went down a very bad path. I started taking coughing cold pills when I was um, a junior in high school. And I started doing them at school every day. I started drinking every weekend. I started just doing things that I wouldn't normally do. That me, Lexi, the sweet little angel, my mom's daughter, wouldn't normally do, shouldn't do. That no one in their right mind would think that I would do. Um, and I was not in my right mind. <coughs> Sorry, you guys. Um, so, I am partying every weekend. I'm taking pills at school. I'm going to practice high. I ended up having a party at my house and getting kicked off the cheer squad and kicked off the track team my senior year. Uh, my mom actually kicked me off the track team my senior year. So how embarrassing is that to be kicked off the track team by your mom? She uses me as an example now. She says, hey, if I would kick my own daughter off the track team, what makes you think I wouldn't kick you off? So... Don't be stupid. And I was sure stupid back then. But my mom put up with a lot of crap. And I give her props, guys. I give her many, many props. Because she has been through so much stuff that she does not deserve to. Um, she was the rock when my dad passed away. She held the fort down, you guys. We moved into a new house. And she was so strong. Because she felt like she had to be. For me, my brothers, I have two older sisters and another older brother. They have two baby boys and two baby girls. And then, um, a girl and a boy. So, um, that is that. Um... My mom was so strong, and me, I took advantage of the state she was in. I didn't come home at curfew ever. I did what I wanted to, basically, and I did it because I knew my mom was 
not going to do anything because she knew I was acting out about my dad. So I kind of took it and used it as an excuse at the beginning. Um, and that is one of my worst regrets is that I used my dad's passing as a, as an excuse, you guys. So, um, I am taking advantage of my mom because she thinks I'm in a vulnerable state, so I'm doing what I want to. I turn 18. I don't want to follow the rules anymore. I move out of the house, and I'm introduced to, um, Percocet. They are a painkiller. So, I'm introduced to painkillers, and I start smoking them, and shortly after that, um, they became too expensive, and we couldn't find them anywhere, so guess what was so much easier to find? Heroin. So, I started doing heroin. I got fired from my job because I just quit going. Um, I never showed up, so I obviously got fired. I got fired from two jobs um, while I was living where I was living. And I didn't have money to pay rent, so I had to move home. My mom knew that something was wrong, but I wouldn't tell her. And she eventually went, um, she went out one night, and I was just in my feelings, you guys. And I called my sister, uh, my older sister, over, and I called my mom, told her to come home. And basically... I was sitting in a ball on my bed crying, and I told them I needed to go to rehab. So, um, begins my new life in and out of rehab in Phoenix, in Chandler, Arizona. is the first place I went to rehab. I stayed the full time. I went back home for Christmas afterwards because that is when I, um, that's when I got out was around Christmas time. I was able to go home for Christmas Eve and Christmas, and I went and lived with my sister in Levine. Um, and long story short, I had a boyfriend out here. We started using again. My sister found out. I got kicked out and moved back to Kingman. So I'm back in Kingman, and long story short, my mom finds out I'm using, and the cops end up being called. I get arrested, and I am um, put in a deal to where if I... Uh, comply with these rules, I will get my charge dismissed, which was a paraphernalia charge, and I did what I had to do, which was go to rehab and stay clean for 60 days, drug tests recorded and everything, and I did that. Um, I did that easily, and, uh, basically, that is what started when I came out the second time. I went into sober living out here, and I didn't want to do it. I wasn't in the mindset of wanting to be sober. I was 19, and I wanted to do whatever I wanted to do. So, I was homeless. I was in and out of jail, in and out of rehabs, on and off of the streets. And basically... I just had to, there came a point where, um, all of this time passed, I haven't been talking to my family within these years because I've been on and off the streets, I'm breaking their hearts, you guys, and I, like, I've missed my brother's complete high school career, and I 
am sitting in front of a judge one day, and they revoke my probation, and I get sent to prison. So when I get out of prison, I am off of paper. I am not on probation anymore, and I figure this is the time. This is the time that I need to be a, a little adult, put on my big girl pants, and do what I need to do for once. So I decide to get off the streets. I have a place I can go. I'm here right now. So um, I get off the streets. I get clean. I go through detox because I've been through detox so many times, but this is the first time that I actually wanted to do this. For myself, for my family, I was tired of being a loser because that's what I felt like. I was on the streets. I had nowhere to go. My family wouldn't talk to me because I was using... I stole from them when I was in Kingman when I had the chance, and I just... I let them down. I disappointed them. I broke their hearts. So, basically, I had to make a decision to get off the streets, be a big girl, do the right thing that I've needed to do, like, forever, or continue feeling like a loser, letting your family down, breaking your mom's heart, disappointing your dad who's watching you, um, and just let everyone down. Like, that's not who I was meant to be. So I made the decision to get off the streets put on my big girl pants, like I said, and make amends to my family and work to do everything that I could to get them back in my life. And I got to be there for my brother's last baseball season. Their season. I got to be there at almost every single game. I got to be in Kingman at home under my mom's roof with my brothers, watching them, hanging out with them, seeing them like I've never, I never got to just hang out with them, like, they're so mature now, I never got to see them grow up, and I, that's one of my biggest regrets, you guys, but I am not dwelling on my lost time, I am taking advantage of everything that I can right now, I've been in such a, like, bad mindset lately, I've been so down on myself, and just so, just, I'm not, good enough, I'm not smart enough, like, all of that bullshit that we tell ourselves, I've been telling myself that, and I've been so in my head about it, but you know what, guys, I'm doing a freaking good thing right now, I am eight months sober, almost nine months sober, and guess what, I have a job interview today, I am not giving up, I'm not quitting. I won't quit when something gets in my way. And I'm doing the damn thing, you guys. And basically, that's what this is about. I am going to just share my life experiences with you because I'm just starting to figure out life again. I'm 23 years old and starting my life over, and I want to share that with you guys. So I hope you guys choose to listen to me if you guys are thank you so much um you guys are the best i love you guys um that was a little bit about my story i'm sure i will touch back on some things i just kind of wanted to give you an overview about a little of it it's obviously not my full and like 100 percent true full story it's all true but it's not the full thing um 
But I'm sure I will get into it a little bit more as these podcasts go on. I hope to record like twice, maybe three times a week, every other day maybe. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I am very happy to and excited to share this with you guys. I am just going to, I don't know, just talk about things that I'm learning, life experiences that are teaching me things that need to happen, what I need to do, how I'm maturing, you know, all the things. Um, Yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to share this with you guys. So I hope you guys um, will take the time to listen to this. I hope you guys learn something from me. Um, I hope you guys take at least one thing along with you, no matter what it is. Um, And yeah, I love you guys. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.